Hey guys, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast, where you will be inspired, encouraged, and transformed with powerful teachings and real stories of mental health. This podcast is not a substitute for counseling. If you are in a crisis, call or text your local crisis center or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Jesus is in our mental health, and freedom is where we start. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. Get ready. Today's show is going to bring you hope. Hello and welcome to the show. Do you love yourself? Do you believe that you're amazing? Unfortunately, most of us in this world come from the outlook that we are not amazing and we don't love ourselves. And if we think we are, then we must be either selfish, overly confident, cocky, or some other adjective that is not attractive. So why would I want to think I'm amazing or love myself? I'd rather stay in this world where I'm not much of anything and maybe something good will happen. Better to think the worst and expect something good will happen. At least I won't get hurt or offended at someone else or someone else won't get offended at me. What does God say about self-love? Come join me in this powerful episode Why don't I love me? Last week's episode was about yelling at our kids. I talked about how the true heart behind us yelling at our kids is not our kids' bad listening skills. It's us. When we don't truly know the heart of the Father and know our identity and love ourselves, essentially, we don't believe the song, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Go back and take a listen, because if you're a parent, it's a good pre-episode to today's podcast about self-love. Let's pray. Come Holy Spirit, we welcome you and we give you the floor. This is your podcast, your space. I pray for God's love to fall down on the listeners, fall down on you today in a new way. I pray for the Jesus box that the listeners have will be broken wide open into a whole new world of the kingdom of God. Jesus, you say that we will do greater things because you are going to the Father. You are with the Father now and you gave us the Holy Spirit. So help us to love ourselves so we can do greater things. In your mighty name, Jesus. Amen. A couple of years ago, I had a new friend say to me in a conversation, you are amazing. When she said this, a couple things went through my head at the time and in this order. The first one was, I am? Then very quickly afterwards, she doesn't even know me. She doesn't know what she's saying. She's just one of those really positive people and says this to everyone. I am not amazing. But what if I actually am? What if you actually are? What if you're meant to love yourself? And what would that unlock? I think some of us know that we should love ourselves like some faraway pretend land of make-believe, or those other strong, self-aware, capable, on-time athletes who read a book a week and have genius children who adore them. You know, those people over there. They love themselves. Think about what you have made up about people who love themselves. Think about this for a second. Have you made up any stories around this? Do you believe that we should love ourselves? Do you truly believe that? I want to dig at the mud first before we unpack what Jesus has to say. The reality is that not loving ourselves 
impacts us to have low self-esteem and low self-worth. This then brings an increase to more mental health symptoms like depression and anxiety and stress. These mental health symptoms can then impact our functioning and our relationships, our work, and our level of joy. There's more stress. It's a recipe for pain. There's a quote that Lewis Hay is said, remember, you have been criticizing yourself for years and it hasn't worked. Try proving yourself and see what happens. So what does God say about this, about loving ourselves? Well, in Matthew 22, 39, Jesus says, love your neighbor as yourself. Well, that means that we need to love ourselves. Chris Valentin has a really powerful message titled Mirror, Mirror on the Wall, which I'll actually include in the show notes. And he talks about that what we see when we look in the mirror, when no one else is looking, is crucial because it actually has a representation of how we see God because we are made in the image of God. And so if we don't love ourselves, then there's a fundamental wrong belief that we have about God. All right, so what are some of the problems? Why can't we love ourselves? Well, one of the biggest things is that we are influenced by the world and we literally need to be like unpeeled, kind of like an onion or renewed. Romans 12.2 says that we don't conform to the world, but we are being transformed by the renewing of our mind. So we're being renewed. We still have old stuff going on. So some of the old stuff we have, comments that people have said have more power than God. Some of you might be thinking, no, that's not true. (laughs) If I took some time and sat there and asked you, what do you truly believe about yourself? I'd be able to unpack some lies that you have that you believe about yourself that actually has more power than God. There's nothing wrong with admitting this. This is how we break the power of the enemy and give it back to God. The other thing is we allow what others have said to define us. We may have had well-meaning people who have defined our life without even realizing that this has happened. Much of this happens before we even know that we're loved by God. But then if it happens afterwards when we are loved by God, it can actually be from a trusted godly person. It can be someone from a church. It can be someone who's even a mentor because they're people. People are not God. It's why we have to put God at the center and he helps us discern when we get ourselves in certain situations. The next thing that we can kind of stumble with and get conformed to the world instead of God is codependency. When we become overly dependent on other people because we don't want them leaving us or we don't want them to be upset or unhappy about things. It actually is very unhealthy when we get into codependent patterns because there are dynamics that stop us from focusing on what God says and we have a fear of man instead of fear of God, which is we want to have a healthy fear of God. When we are codependent, our value is solely determined by this other person. And here's the kicker of this, you guys. We're choosing it. They are not. We can do sabotaging things without even realizing it because we're protecting ourselves from being hurt. Have you been hurt in the past? Do you still feel the sting of rejection? It's totally okay, but I don't want you to stay hooked. I want you to be able to forgive them and forgive yourself. The other thing is that experiences we have had where loved ones made choices that hurt us and they communicated things like, I don't love you, makes us feel unloved. A parent leaving a spouse and abandoning the kids, if you are a kid, you will feel unloved. It makes sense. A parent saying that they will come and then they don't come. 
a parent who struggles with alcoholism or drug abuse. This communicates the substance abuse is more important and you don't feel loved. A loved one with mental health issues who is not getting help, this communicates to you, I don't feel loved. It makes sense. All of these are experiences that can impact us not feeling loved. It doesn't mean that you jump over this and forget about it, but we need to deal with it and we need to get it healed. Another thing that can impact us not feeling loved is that we might be believing a lie that loving ourselves is somehow new age or from the devil. Because new age spirituality can associate similar language with Christianity, we can cut it off as actually not being from God. Some of us have done this like with meditation. Meditation is originally from God. People from different religions use it. God is the originator of us loving who we are. So how can we love ourselves the way that God intends? The first one is I want you to take an inventory of your relationships. How are they doing? If you have many that aren't going well, this may not be about them. It could really truly be about you. If you don't love yourself, you will not be able to love others. So identify what is going on with those relationships and use that as a clue to be able to look inward for the awareness about yourself. I don't say this to bring shame. I actually say this to empower you. This is a key. The next one, forgive yourself. We sometimes struggle to love who we are because there are things that we're very angry with ourselves about and we're mad at because we can't do it right or didn't do it well enough and we're frustrated with things that we're trying to improve. So we need to forgive ourselves and have compassion that we're doing the best we can and we're continuing to grow. Number three is to take all thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. We need to break lies that we're believing about ourselves and self-love. What we say about ourselves matters. The fourth one is to have healthy boundaries with other people. If you notice any unhealthy relationships that you have, step forward to create boundaries. Don't blame the other person. I think often what we can do is we can say that it's their fault if they would only change and they're the one that's causing this. Well, yes, there could be behaviors that the other person is having. That, that actually is very true. But it's up to you to make the choice to have the healthy boundaries. That part you have power over. It's you who actually got yourself into that boundaryless relationship. So I want to empower you of the part that you do have a choice over. If you say that they are at fault, then you will be trapped to not be able to get free. You have the power Take a moment and imagine yourself only with God. Give him all of your relationships. See yourself alone, confident, and comfortable. I think sometimes we feel that we need certain people to function, and we don't need them. We get to have them. We get to cherish those relationships. It's the the value of fellowship is that we can grow with each other, but if it moves from I get to be with you, I love you, to I need you, and my worth comes from you, then we're moving into some unhealthy territory. Number five is focus on what God is doing, not what the enemy is doing. It can be really easy for us to see and say, he's not giving me affection, or my kids don't appreciate me, or I always call my friends and they never call me, or whatever it is that we're struggling with. 
we need to shift our eyes to see what God does. So we move towards, I'm so thankful that I have a spouse. I'm so thankful for my children. Thank you, God, for my amazing friends. If there are different friends out there that you want me to have, please bring them my way. Open the doors for the friends that you want me to have. What happens when we focus on what God is doing is that the things that the enemy is doing become smaller and sometimes even disappears. That thing that we don't like about our spouse decreases, even disappears, and we stop seeing it. I am not talking about abusive situations here. I'm really talking about kind of day-to-day struggles where we get annoyed with each other, they get annoyed with us. I am talking about those things. If you are struggling with abuse, I want to encourage you to talk to somebody. You do not need to stay in that situation. Break free and know that you do still have the power even when you're experiencing abuse. Number six is to ask for encounters for the love of God. Just ask God. He is God of all things. So ask him to supernaturally shift you with his love. Go after him. Matthew 7, 7 says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. If you aren't feeling loved still right now, I want you to allow that to be an invitation to bring the Holy Spirit in right now. Reveal what lies that you're still believing about yourself and about God. Do you truly believe that God is a good God? Do you believe that God wants you to be prosperous? Right now, I want to invite you into a place of ministry. Come Holy Spirit. I invite you into a place to be intimate with Jesus. Holy Spirit, be with the listeners right now. I want to invite you to look at yourself in the mirror. Even if you don't have a mirror in front of you, just picture yourself seeing who you are. Now I want you to ask Jesus what he sees in you. Wait until you hear something from you. Pause the podcast if you need to. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence right now, for your glory and your power. First off, I want to declare Romans 12:2 over you, that you are not conforming to the powers of this world, but you are being transformed by the renewing of your mind. Holy Spirit, I ask that you unpeel all the worldly impact on the listeners. I pray that you reveal to them and heal the hurt the world has caused, intentional or unintentional. Right now, I pray for God's healing anointing oil to come in through you from the tip of your head all the way to your feet. His power is that big. His presence is that powerful. Turn off your brain. You don't need to understand how this works. Just allow him to do the surgery. Some of the hurt that you've experienced is from people. Some is from entities like a business, the government, churches, leaders, or more. Allow yourself to see those hurt places. Give them to God. I want you, if you feel ready now, to forgive these people. Even if you don't feel ready, just say it out loud because there is power in your words. Say, I forgive, and then fill in the blank. See, what we're doing by forgiving is we're accessing the power of the cross, the power of the blood of Jesus. Right now, as you forgive, 
actually see the blood of Jesus coming in right now and literally breaking off the pain and healing the pain that you've experienced. And as this is happening, I see the love of God opening up for you even more. It's almost like I see like, if you see like cracks in rock where the sun is coming through, that's kind of what I see for some of you, where there's like rock that's cracking open and the light is coming and shining through. Now I want you to forgive yourself. Just say out loud, I forgive myself. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Now, I want you to forgive God. Some of you might be a little hesitant about that, but this is key. This is really powerful. God is not offended if you admit that you're mad at him. Remember I said that what we see in the mirror is a reflection of God. Well, if we aren't loving ourselves, then we have somewhat of a skewed idea of God. It's okay if we blamed him for something. Remember, we're people. We've got to be real here. This is the power of the cross. Jesus was at his most vulnerable place when he was being hung on that cross. So we can do that right now. Say, God, I forgive you for, and then fill in the blank. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence. Now I want you to visualize yourself starting out your days with, I love who I am. I love who God made me to be. And I want you to just say that out loud. I love who I am. I love who God made me to be. See, you were created uniquely for a purpose. You show the face of God that no one else has. No one. The world needs you uniquely and exactly the way that you are, even with all the stuff. Actually, I want to say with the stuff. The brokenness that we've experienced is who we are. It's part of our identity. God redeems it. We don't stay in the holes, but it makes us sharper. It makes us smarter. It makes us more authentic. If you are more quiet but observant, you show a face of God that others need to be seen. If you are more of a talker and speak up where others don't, you show a face of God that others need. I remember being in a group with some classmates that I had, and I was kind of hesitant, and I said, I feel bad because I speak up a lot, and I want others to have their turn. One of my classmates spoke up and said to me very strongly, Heidi, you need to speak up because it shows me that I can do it too. Until you spoke up, I didn't believe that I could. She encouraged me to keep being me. There's a reason why I am the way I am. And as I've been experienced writing a book, I've had people tell me, wow, now that I see that you're doing it, I realize that I can too. You've given me the courage and hope that I can do this. See, if we would believe the lie that we shouldn't be a certain way, if I believed the lie that I needed to be quiet, then I wouldn't do anything. I'd stay small. You guys, God doesn't want you to stay small or to be anyone else. He needs you to completely be you and love you. 
It's not new age. It's not some other religion. Jesus is the originator of loving ourself. Matthew 22, 39 says to love your neighbor as yourself. And if we can't love ourselves, we will not be able to love our neighbor. So we are stepping boldly and loving who we are. We are grateful for who God made us to be. In Jesus 15, 13, Jesus says, Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. Jason Valentin has a book called Winning the War Within. And in this book, he says that Jesus laid down his life and built others up because he was rested in the fact that he first loved himself. He knew where he came from and what the Father had commissioned him to do. Therefore, Jesus knew how unique he was and what he had to give. I declare this over you, that you know where you came from. You know how unique you are and what you have to offer. You are amazing just as you are. You are loved and you are loving yourself right now just as you are. As you step forward in this week, I want you to see yourself interacting with other people and being confident with the love that you have for yourself. Notice as you recognize this piece, what you feel like doing. I feel like many of you have an excitement that's growing and a joy and an energy you didn't have before. And what's birthing from this is a natural desire to want to love others. This is what you're commissioned to do. This is the Jesus inside of you coming out to love others as yourself. You are brave, you are courageous, you have boundaries with your loved ones, you sacrifice, you are loving, and you love yourself. Love is a choice, and you are choosing love. God is so big inside of you. I pray for his love to bless you abundantly as you step forward in this week. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Thanks for listening to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread mental health awareness with Jesus at the Center. You can also check me out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or my website at HeidiMortensonLMFT.com. See you at our next episode.